I will drink your milkshake. Yeah, and you can count on me hanging up on this phone call as soon as this podcast is over. (laughs) There's the intro I needed. Hi, welcome back to Not So Hi, welcome back to Not So Southern Gentlemen. I am Ricky this week, and I'm Sean. Let me let me just say let me let me just let me just we don't we stuff. don't intend to start this show out with a down note every week, but okay. So here's how my week starts. My wife goes to the dentist. Leaving the dentist, she misses the curb. I guess I still hadn't put all the pieces together there. Yeah, this, I need... this, is, this is walking, mind you, not not in the car. Yeah, this is walking. She trips and falls and sprains her left ankle to the point that she goes to the clinic, you know, the the 24-hour clinic. Uh, I need help. So they go, yep, it's sprained. They put a wrap on it. Everything's fine. I get home from work. Uh, All of a sudden, the right foot starts hurting. And long story short, we end up in the ER and her right foot is sprained as well. So the top of her right foot is all purple, and her plantar uh, tendon is pulled. And so it was just a, a really long, long day that day. Then I managed to go to my parents' house to watch the uh, horrible football game where the Razorbacks got handed to them. And wouldn't you know... When we go to cook dinner, I went outside and got stung by a red wasp. So, uh, <clears throat> you know, hey, we're here and we're going to talk about good things. But now that we've discussed my bad week, we we lost a legend this week. Almost twice is the way it seems. And we, we lost Tom Petty, man. I love Tom Petty. Yeah, TMZ or somebody got some heat for that. <laughs> the The first reports, uh, they were where they had taken him off of life support. Somebody jumped the gun and started reporting him as, as passed away, and the daughter uh, uh, berated them very quickly. Um, but, yeah, we did eventually lose Tom Petty. Tom Petty was not an artist who spoke to me, but he was an artist that was persistent throughout my entire life. You know, the people around me, the situations around me. Uh, Tom Petty was there for a very big part of my childhood and my adulthood. Oh, dude, see, and for me, I think he, he was he was singing to me, man. Uh, 1994 Wildflowers is one of the best albums I've ever heard for me. I, I freaking love that album. That album came out my freshman year in high school, and... I know I've owned at least two or three copies back when CDs just get thrown around haphazardly. Oh, my wildflowers got scratched. Go buy another one. I love that album. I love every single song on that album. Not to mention all of his greatest hits are just flat out incredible. And plus, for somebody that likes to pretend they know how to play guitar, Tom Petty's songs really aren't that difficult, and they're really easy to pick up a guitar and learn how to play. See, now that surprises me. I thought your, I, I just knew it would be uh, Full Moon Fever, Free Fallin', Won't Back Down, Running Down See, a Dream. I, I love those. I love them. Don't get me wrong. Those are great songs, and that is an incredible album. But Wildflowers was you know it came out during my time i i loved it it was well i mean that's true yeah but so did uh uh pink floyd's last or or an album that my mom bought but i mean we all look for dark side of the moon (laughs) yes this is true this is true it's just man this sucks to uh, lose tom petty tom petty was i mean has some very poignant notes in my life like uh, the MTV generation, which I was a part of, you know, that video for, uh, what was the one where he was the Mad Hatter? Was it Won't Back Down? Where don't, he's, don't come around here no more. Don't come around here. That's right. And like, yep. he's cutting that cake. That's her. Oh, I know. Freaked me out as a kid, dude. Oh, I know. I'm like, I what is going on? Watching wait, that wait, out. Is it, are they eating this person? What is going on here? 
I remember watching that music video and being like, my my mom walked by. Uh, we don't need to watch that. Turn <laughs> turn that off. You know, and, and and God forbid she sees the music video for Last Dance, Dance with, with Mary, Mary Jane. Jane. Hey, that had Vicky Vale in it. Dang it. That's right. That's right. Oh my goodness. But hey, you know one more thing about that. Uh, I won't back down. When I was a kid, Full Moon Fever came out, 1989. I won't back down. I, I never listened to the lyrics of the song. All I heard was I won't back down. I thought he was saying I want back down. And the song made no sense to me whatsoever. <laughs> you you've you've totally lost this. The, it oh my goodness. That that's as bad as like some of the CCR stuff, you oh, know. Yeah. Where where people uh mishear the lyrics in some of those. Oh my goodness. Let's move on to happier things. A few weeks ago, we got a uh, a mystic tweet from the one and only Mark Hamill, who said, I may be watching the uh, Chicago versus Minnesota Monday night football game. Perhaps you should tune in. Uh, that's not a quote. That's just the gist of the tweet. And we realized that tomorrow it has been uh, released that we will get a new Star Wars trailer. Do you think do you think this will probably occur because of that tweet this will get it tomorrow during the day or won't be released till Monday night football? I don't really care as long as I'm getting it. I, I'm excited for this. I, you're you're actually talking, discussing it with yourself as to whether you're going to watch it or not. Is no, this true? No, it's not. I'm I'm going to watch it. I mean, I just I would like not to watch it. In fact, Mark Hamill did warn at one point, "Hey guys, if y'all don't want to," I mean, he said this. He's like, "If y'all don't want to be spoiled by anything, might not. Well, you might want to stop all Star Wars media after this point." And this was like a month or two ago. And I'm sure right. somebody had a good talking to him with him, but I mean, he put it out there. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I You're don't gonna know. watch it. I'm gonna. Watch I'll watch it. it. But let me I'll let me tell it. you something that I did watch. Unfortunately, I, I watched the new Justice League trailer. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> uh, um, dude, Sean, hey, okay. what, give me your opinion I on got this. I got it. I got it. I want to like this movie. I really do. I uh, I feel like I've thrown a lot of shade at it. I've said a lot of horrible stuff about it. I cannot... Number one thing bothering me. Number one. I cannot get over Flash's suit. It just reminds me of the Red Power Ranger outfit. I'm sorry. I just can't get over that. That's number one. Number two... It doesn't feel like a superhero flick in those trailers. No. It, no, no, it no. Is, let me, let me... It isn't... Let me stop you there. It does feel like okay. a superhero flick. It feels like a superhero flick from the 90s. This feels like yeah. we've dropped the ball and went back to the first X-Men or Blade. or That's what it felt like to me. That's why I'm laughing. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, guys, uh, we're not doing this anymore. <laughs> that's exactly God. the feeling that trailer gave me. But, but when you found out there was a new one, did you not want to be like, okay, Let's let's go into this. Find the redeeming qualities because I, I honestly I want to I will spend my money and I may go try to see this in the theaters because this is something that I need to do. I need to see this in the theaters so that I can give it a one hundred percent. I've seen it. It gave me its best effort. I may go see it in IMAX or something. I don't know if I'll go that far, but I want to see it in a theater where I have that giant screen, I can be super immersed in this and walk out with an honest opinion. Yeah, and don't get me wrong. I, we're, want, we're, I want to like it. We're going to do that. Yeah, whenever I... Let, let's talk about the trailer. So the trailer opens with this beautiful scene of Lois waking up and there's a cornfield and there's a man in the cornfield and of course yeah. it's Clark and it's, it's and a very say, beautiful scene, very well, very good cinematography and the, that scene is fine. I mean, you know she's dreaming. Oh yeah. But then yeah. it's it, it kind of goes Superman to, music. It kind of gets a little choppy, but I mean, of course it's a trailer. You can't judge it on that. But once it starts rolling into the dialogue of the heroes interacting, it's like it's chintzy one-liners from 
I mean, I'm serious. Like, 1994 is calling, and they want their dialogue back. I was like, oh, ooh, ah, mm, that doesn't, mm. I don't think we, I don't think you're supposed to deliver it that way, and I'm not a director, but, ooh, that was kind of ugly. Yeah, I mean, were you not impressed with the Flash pointing out the bat symbol? <laughs> yeah. I, I just, oh, I feel bad because I know there's people that are like, that looks really good. And I'm and you know what? They they can be. They can look at that and they can say they think that looks really good. And I don't want to be like there, there's enough arguments in the world. I don't want to cause one because of my views on a movie. But this movie is falling so short of what it's capable of. I think that's my problem. Well, I think, I think we don't need to overreach. I want this movie to be good. I don't think we need to overreach. We can't judge the movie until we see the movie. I'm just saying right. this trailer did not put the best foot forward. No, I agree. I went back through. I had time before the show. I was watching on YouTube, and somebody had put all the trailers back to back. And I was like, I'm going to watch this. It was around eight and a half minutes or so. And it was every trailer from the first one all the way up to the most recent. It didn't get any better. I have the same feelings from the first one that I watched up until this one here. I, I'm trying to find the stuff that I want to be good. That I'm like, this is going to be awesome. And the only thing I find is Ben Affleck. I really enjoy Affleck, even though he's even fed some pretty cheesy dialogue. Well, I don't know. I think that okay. So, Jason Momoa is is yeah. He makes you smile. I mean, he's got some the worst lines in everything I've seen. But he is like full of energy and hope and he's just having fun. That is fine. Yeah. He can pull those yeah. lines off. He's just kind of bad. I get it. <laughs> I mean, that okay, he's legitimately he can work with that. That's fine. Ben Affleck yeah. saying some cheesy stuff, kind of cringeworthy, because you know what kind of caliber of an actor we're talking about here. Um, and gosh, Cyborg looks like looks like somebody tried to do Cyborg in the 1990s with CGI. I, I'm sorry, it, I, I I don't know what's not working for me there, but it does not look. I mean, did they even try practical effects with this guy? I mean, I don't know. It's I don't know. The movie looks like it's a video game intro, like an injustice looks like injustice video intros. Yeah, that, that's it what does. The CGI in, in fact, this movie in is fact, like. Cyborg in the Injustice game looks better than this Cyborg. <sighs> yeah. I, I don't know, well, uh, but well, I mean, I don't want to sit here and make it a, a DC hate fest, which that's that's not what I want to do. I want this movie to be good. I want to go watch it. I want it to be another Wonder Woman. Joss Whedon's working on <clears throat> Zack Snyder was did all the the his magic to it. I hope it's great. I absolutely hope it's great, and I hope the people that made the trailer get fired. That's that's what I hope. But okay, well you know you know what I'm excited about though. What it looked I'm so good, and, and by the way, the new Pacific that Rim, is that is correct, and oh. it looked good. I mean, it also has it a little cheesiness so to it, but. I think they're embracing oh. it. And let's face it, let's face facts. After the first movie, which there were a lot of complaints about that movie, even though I, I think it's great. I, I thought it was done well. Mm -hmm. I thought Guillermo del Toro did a great job with that movie. I knew it was going to be tonally different just because of the way it was treated, the way they talked about the movie, the way it was taken away from Guillermo and he's just producing. Uh, it was They were going to change tone. I, I, it was the trailer gave me more hope than I expected. So I, I'm happy with yeah. this trailer. I'm going to go see this movie. Love Big John. And it looks like it's going to be more of what is right up our alley. Yes. More people, see, big giant robots fighting. They look like they could be something out of a Japanese anime. And they look so good. I just love it. I love the whole thing. I thought John Boyega's little speech throughout the trailer just pumped me up. The uh, the girl pilot looks like she is going to be awesome. Well, what was your thoughts on the first movie? I mean, how did it land on you? 
Well, I mean, you know, I liked it. I I, I thought it was great. I, I think Charlie Hunnam's incredible actor. I freaking love Idris Elba. He can do no wrong in my eyes. Charlie Day is incredible. Oh, I can't think of the other actor's name uh, that played Godlieb. That, Ron that character. No, that played Gottlieb, the uh, the Charlie Day's uh, assistant. Oh yeah, he's back. One. Yeah, yeah, the the guy. Yeah, yeah, who yeah. He's plays back. A, a German. I've seen him play a German guy somewhere. But yeah, right. Ron Perlman in that movie is very funny. <laughs> it was just, it's just a great movie, and I think this one. While you're right, the tone does look different. I think it'll be great. I, I can't wait. It is October, and in honor of October which means postseason baseball is occurring. I wanted to ask you, baseball movies, what are your what are your favorites here when uh, you start thinking about baseball movies? Well, I'm going to have to say uh, Sleepy Hollow and... Oh, wait. You didn't say no, Halloween, did not you? Not yet. How did you say October not... and not say Halloween? What are you talking not about? This is, I've started watching my Halloween movies. Ah. Oh. I'm fine. We'll postseason, do, we'll postseason do the sports baseball. ball. It's fine. No, Give just, me I'm, one week every now and then. I'm Give kidding. me one I week love, every now and then. I love baseball movies, and I've got three of my favorite baseball movies lined up for you. Well, to start with, it is the, my first love um, of baseball movies, Field of Dreams. Baseball is important to the plot, you know, but... It's just one of those movies you watch and you just get it. I mean, it gets you when you watch it. It it tugs at everything. It, it's it's got the guy out of thirty something. <laughs> ask ask your older brother or your parents. Um, and of course, it's a it's a Kevin Costner movie. I mean, there's there's a string. Yeah. I mean, at the time, it wasn't a Kevin Costner movie, but as over time has developed, there become there's this thing called Kevin Costner movies. And this was the start of them. And uh, it, that movie was just so good. I can watch Field of Dreams anytime. You know, you've got, um, oh gosh, I can't even, who do you want to start with in that movie? Well, start with Darth Vader himself. James Earl Jones in that movie playing, uh, not Shoeless Jackson or whatever. But, you know, they go on this road trip. Doc. He's, do, he's doing this crazy, he's doing this crazy thing. Uh, building this cor- uh, building this baseball field, the cornfield. All these people are telling me he's crazy. He's they're going to, the bank's going to foreclose. This this trip, he he's got it. And it, it's all about his dad, you know. And this movie shouldn't work. It shouldn't work on so many levels because it's just so goofy and and touchy feely. But it is such a good movie to watch and just let yourself go in. Absolutely, dude. If if you don't uh, think somebody's cutting onions by the time Field of Dreams is over, uh, you may need to have yourself checked out. And of course, at the heart of it is is uh, fathers and sons, uh, America and baseball. I mean, what else is it? It doesn't get. Yeah, it doesn't get much better than that. I'm on go Bull Durham. You know, I've never watched Bull Durham. It oh was, my God. I, you know, you know, I couldn't have watched it as a kid because, right. well, we both know our parents, but I've just never yeah. had the opportunity. I've never made the opportunity to watch that movie as an adult. This is not a have you seen it, but my friend, you need to see this one. You're looking at, you know, uh, Kevin Costner, you got Tim Robbins and you got Susan Sarandon and it is a great movie. Wait a minute, Kevin you know, Costner sleeping with the dude's wife? Yeah, you know, <laughs> go out there on a limb there. I didn't realize Tim Robbins was in that movie. Yeah, he's uh, the the baseball player that Kevin Costner is actually uh, tutoring or helping to assist, you know, in, in his baseball day-to-day business. is uh, and, and, of course, he at the time is dating Susan Sarandon. So you you get to play that. What do you got? Let's go with uh, Mr. Hell Hydra himself, Robert Redford in The Natural. Oh, that's a great one, dude. Robert Redford in that movie. uh, There's just something about Robert Redford. He is such a great actor. And The Natural, it's nothing to just... I don't know how to explain it. I don't know how to explain. You can't have super hype around the natural because it's not that tone. You know, you can't mm-hmm. go into it going, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna show you the greatest movie you've ever seen. But no, if you're if you say, hey man, do you like baseball? You should check out The Natural. Nobody can watch that movie and not walk away going, that that's a great movie. That's just a really good movie. Yeah, it, it really is. Um, but you've got one on here that I wish I'd I'd have thought of. <laughs> Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna guess that being on mine, I have a league of their own. That would that is absolutely correct. There's there's no crying in baseball. You you have Tom Hanks, who is just at at the pinnacle of his career right there. I love this movie. The 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 actors and the actresses that have spawned out of that movie that were involved in that movie were just so good. The story of the movie is something, you know, a lot of people don't know the fact that, you know, there was this female baseball league and, you know, why did it happen and how did they do? And, you know, it, I I love that movie. The, the comedy in that is so good. The story itself is just great. If you love baseball, a league of their own is just mm, so good. Oh my gosh! But, but John Lovitz, John pass- Lovitz in that movie. <laughs> I mean, John, John Lovitz, Lovitz always plays movie. John's Lovitz, but that movie, he's got something special going on. <laughs> he, he does. He oh my goodness, he doesn't have many lines, but when he speaks, he makes an impact. But uh, the but we can't skip over like Gina Davis, Lori Petty, Mad- even Madonna and Rosie O'Donnell do a great job in it. This movie has a lot of characters, and they well, yeah. all do a great job. This is a really well acted movie, and it's enjoyable from from start to finish. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's about a Absolutely. female baseball league, and it's you know I-, I love it. I absolutely love it. You have the one that uh. The one that rules them all, man. Well, this one came late to me. Like I said, uh, I've I've spoke to this uh, way earlier in in the podcast. I never watched The Sandlot as a kid. I just never, just never did. I I know that's unbelievable to some people, but I have watched it now. And it really, it's one of those Goonies. Uh, The first Stephen King's It. The, you know, a child you know, group movies, you know, the childhood friend movies that uh, oh, yeah. really works. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's great. The Sandlot is one of those where no matter what age you are, you can be able to sit down. I've watched it with Jack's already. I mean, he's two and we sat down and watched this movie and I look forward to the days that I can watch it with him as he gets older and understands more and more and it'll never get old to me that's the thing that's the great part about the Sandlot is when I watch it I become one of those kids again it is so good and I freaking love it yeah and you know this Um, does strike you know something from from strike a chord when I was young I mean I played baseball till sixth or seventh grade uh, I mean, I did, yeah, I've never asked if you played baseball. Did not, man. I was gone every summer. I was out of the That's state right. every single yeah. summer. Yeah. The sports guy. I never guy. played baseball. <laughs> yeah, the sports guy that has never played a single inning of any type of baseball other than with his friends or, you know, with the Air Force every now and then. Uh, never played. It was weird. My family was always gone during the summer, so I never got a chance to. Yeah, I mean, I was, we had just, we went on a trip, and this will relate to something later uh, in uh, uh, our local hall. We took a trip to uh, Heber Springs, and we went through a way we hadn't been before, or that we'd been in a very long time, through Painburn. And that, mm-hmm. I, I was talking to my wife about playing baseball and the trips we used to go on. And, you know, when we'd win, my mom would buy me a, a shrimp dinner from the uh, uh, Pleasant Plains Dairy Bar. If we lost, it was just a cheeseburger. <laughs> if you lost, you better be walking home. <laughs> but, uh, man, you know, as, as a kid, you forget, you know, we, whenever you're doing sports in school, I mean, you, you're coming home at 1 o'clock in the morning from, from a uh, away game, and you're getting up oh, yeah. and you're doing this, and... Uh, it's just how easy that stuff gets away from you and you don't remember until you, you think about it. 
Yep. Uh, finally, I'm going to round out my top three with a silly one. Uh, it is Fever Pitch with a uh, good... Yeah, yep. My my final one is Fever Pitch. I'm going to finish it. It has Jimmy Fallon, Drew Barrymore in it. It, it is a... It, it, it's now, kind of a love story. It, now, it is. I ain't going to lie. Now, this is the one they had to change the ending, isn't it? What? I have no idea. Well, really? like, he's a fan of the Red Sox, right? This is correct, and this, yes. And this was the year they won. So so did they originally shoot it with them losing? Yeah, yeah. They were they were shooting it there. They had everything written because, you know, they, what was the streak at that point? Uh, how many years had they lost? Yeah. <laughs> like how uh, long? It, it was like, uh, 80, it was like 86 years or 80 something. Some, yeah, yeah, 86 years, I yeah. believe. They had they had yes. they'd written the movie for the for the loss. And they didn't write mm-hmm. it for the win, so they had to ch- <laughs> So I mean their reactions are, are what you get when they win or are, are are just genuine what? That's awesome, man. I, and see, I, I am a Red Sox fan. How a guy from Arkansas became a Red Sox fan is a long story. But I, I love the Red Sox, and this movie has always been incredible. Uh, it, it, it's one of those, you know, that you can sit down with your wife or your girl or whoever you choose and watch Fever Pitch, and you still, as a sports person, get your fill, but you know, you can watch it with uh, your significant other, and uh, it, it, it scratches that itch as well. Great movie. Uh, your honorable mentions. Bad News Bears, man. Oh, my god. Bad News Bears. Honorable mentions, yeah. Oh, dude, how about Major League? I mean, I know I had to put honorable mentions because we can't talk about baseball movies without mentioning Bad News Bears or Major League because those are both incredible. They're just not up there top tier for me bad news bears is like in a place that sits in that same place as uh smoky and the bandit that that kind of movie and oh I don't, yeah i don't i don't know yeah, why i can see that <laughs> but i can uh, see that major can league totally oh my gosh major well if i'm gonna pigeonhole major league it's gonna be with uh hot shots Yes, absolutely charlie sheen uh he brings about the same type of energy to both those Series of movies, absolutely incredible. Well, let's talk about some excitement. New York Comic Con happened uh, over this week, and yeah. uh, the Marvel panel got kind of excitable. I was, I was actually wondering when I read this article. I was like, I wonder if we're actually going to discuss this on the podcast because, oh, oh yeah, oh, oh yeah. my goodness, um, this got kind of nasty. Some people. Well, it's it started out, you know, Marvel was doing a question and answer session with, you know, retailers and stuff there. They were talking about Secret Empire and and some delay issues about all that and, you know, some retailers yeah, were getting crowds- questions about, you know, why this is happening and and who's to blame and things started getting a little little uh, political in the room. Yeah, uh from what I read, you know, the 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 crowd really wasn't happy already with some of the answers they were receiving to their questions and then it hit the fan yeah when uh <laughs> there there uh, was some there was some uh some older people of course started blaming some minorities and 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 feminism and that kind of thing and the panel just got shut down I mean, because you know that that's yeah. that's out of control, oh, yeah. and for this to happen in in our community just is a little off putting. You know, I mean, my experience with with the entire community, with uh, comic books, and with panels. I mean, with conventions and and this stuff has always been, you know, it's always been a diverse makeup of people. It's been people who love the material. And, you know, don't care who loves it. We all love what we love. And for this to kind of come out and, and besmirch things that we love is just kind of depressing. Um, you know, this, but, this proves uh, that Marvel can bleed. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. you know, this wasn't Marvel doing this. This was, you know, some uh, some people just expressing what they truly think. And they think some pretty nasty stuff. So. 
yeah, Ugh, I, I I didn't like that, but I knew it was I knew it was news, and and man, I don't know how we could not talk about it. I mean, just ah, absolutely like it. But I did want to mention something. Um, neither of us have seen the new Blade Runner movie, but it did come out this weekend, and it's it's doing absolutely great. It's got great reviews. I haven't looked at the numbers, but every reviewer I have heard talk about this movie has said it's one of the best sci-fi movies in modern cinema. Uh, it's being compared to uh, like Mad Max Fury Road by the same people who absolutely loved those movies. Now, Mad Max got uh, uh, a, an Oscar. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And Blade Runner, everybody that has seen it that I've listened to, the reviews I've heard, have compared it to the original and say it is a beautiful extension of the original movie. It's honored. It's it's if you love Blade Runner, you have to see Blade Runner 2049. So as soon as it hits the mailbox, I, I am there. Yeah, I'll, I'll be there. I, I want to see this movie. It is going to be awesome. I'm so excited. I just couldn't make it this weekend. Life gets in the way sometimes. Uh, also, I got to play a game, Stranger Things, the game. It is so much fun. Ha- have you had a chance to download it? Yes. Yeah, I've played uh, um, not all the way through it, but I've, I've played quite a bit of it. Same here, absolutely. It, it it if you like phone games, this is Zelda. W- do you not think it's very reminiscent of Zelda? It plays that way. It's just so much fun. If you're looking for a good phone game that's not online multiplayer, that you can just sit back and have some fun and work through some puzzles and play with characters that you know and love from Stranger Things. I think it's hilarious that Hop. His, his power-up is just a good punch, man. Because Hop punches so many people in that TV series. It, it's just awesome that, you know, that's his power-up. And Hop's going to punch you and knock you out. I love it. Great, great game. Now, now you, you had mentioned that I had wrote something else, and I didn't even know if this would make the cut. I wanted to know what your thoughts were if at the end of... Return of the Jedi. What if Darth Vader had lived? Like, has this question ever been addressed? I'm sure it has by tons of people. I've never, I've never seen any fan fiction or any fiction all about you know what if Vader had you know not taken lived. damage from the Emperor or, or it's something else had happened. But I think that'd be a great Marvel what if since they have the since they have all that relaunch what if yeah have a star wars what if miniseries that would be amazing to me like what, oh i would i would what be if in, i would be in we, we need to reference this podcast so that if it happens what uh if Jar- I, I need Jar- i need was uh, snoke no i'm just kidding <laughs> what, what if, if jar jar had never existed what if the prequels were that? amazing oh oh gosh oh uh, logo hall dude what you got i actually I actually got some local hall. Um, the fall convention exclusive pops came out and I missed the first three days they were out. I did not get anything. I did not have time to go anywhere or even look. And yet I was able to go to my GameStop and pick up three of them. Uh, I have uh, 11 with electrodes to uh, keep up with my Stranger Things run of Funko Pop. I got uh, Old Man Logan, which is just awesome looking, you know, gray bearded, gray haired Wolverine, just awesome looking. Uh, but my favorite, my favorite is I got an 8-bit Batman. And I love that pop. That is probably the heaviest pop I've ever held. I, I don't know. I hadn't taken him out of box yet to see like. Because he feels real top-heavy. I don't know what he's made out of that the others aren't. But it's incredible. Now, there is an 8-bit shredder that is awesome. And I want it as well. Breaking news, dude. I'm seeing uh, stuff from Funko, uh, prelim stuff that's Batgirl, 8-bit, Batman in 
black and gray. Oh yeah, yeah. There's more Stranger Things. They just won't be the what? Yeah, they just won't be the fall convention exclusives. Oh, I see the shredder. Yeah, the shredder is awesome. Uh, There's also some Foot Clan soldiers that are just. Yeah, yeah. Those are going to be a little pricey if I choose to get those. But, dude, that's all I have for local hall because I'm just excited for you to talk about yours. Well, um, I I went a little overboard this week. Um, (laughs) I ran into some great deals this week. Uh, I have a a Stormtrooper helmet. Uh, Our local GameStop got in a black series and I thought these were gone. I mean, I thought they were sold out, gone. I mean, these came out uh, a long time ago, but they had a black series stormtrooper helmet and I jumped on it, dude. I mean, I've wanted one of these. I mean, it is like 501st close screen ready stormtrooper helmet. Absolutely great. Yeah. Like Hall- awesome. Halloween, if I work, I may have a stormtrooper helmet on my desk that I put on randomly just to mess with people. I just it, it may happen. You should wear a suit and a stormtrooper helmet and just be like, you know, the sophisticated stormtrooper. And randomly throw throw something in the trash and miss. <sighs> yes. All day long. Yeah. Um, yes. But one of the most surprising things I got this week, and I got a couple of surprising things. Um. I was cruising Facebook, you know, watching our page, this and that. And sometimes I I have a search for the local area, just if anything random, any pop culture stuff happens to be on the online yard sale, however that works in your local area. Everybody has Facebook, you know how it works. Um, and I saw something I talked about on this podcast before. Now, whenever I was in, in 1989, my mom ordered me the official... Marvel Collector's Kit. Um, I don't remember where. It could have been from Sears. But this was a kit that uh, came in a box. Uh, very colorful. Uh, orange, and, orange and yellow. Official Marvel comic book collector's kit. It had uh, uh, 15 random com- quote-unquote random comics. Um a collector's box, um, like the ones you got at Hastings recently, but it was just cardboard with like silk screened, you know, print with like Spider-Man, Captain America, the Hulk on it, that kind of thing. Uh, it was red and black, uh, with, with white on a white box. Um, it had, uh, sleeves. It had an official, uh, collecting guide. It had, uh, from like Overstreet Press Guide just for that box. It had, uh, how to Collect Comics, which was a Marvel little like four-page thing. Uh, and then Official History of the Fantastic Four, which had uh, reprints certain uh, uh, story parts from different comics over the years. And then uh, just 15 comics. And somebody posted this in Heber Springs. They're like, oh, you know, here's this. We're, we need to get rid of it. And it was like two weeks old. So I just text the person. I'm like, do you still have this? They're like, absolutely. I was like, all right, I'll meet you tonight. And I got it. And uh, awesome. it's it's amazing. I mean, it's exactly what... Now, this one was a little different. And the difference is... Uh, I'm not too put off on, but... So, the, the one I got was in a big, colorful box. Big colors on the front. You know, this was something you set on the shelf and, and sell at a store. Now, the one I got from this gentleman, he said his mom ordered it from him from for, from Sears in 1989. It was an OEM package. And I can verify that because it has the stamps on the box of, of uh, describing what it is, you know, for, shipped from Marvel so-and-so from Sears and blah, blah, blah. And it is just a cardboard box. So it the and, and of course OEM is the original equipment manufacturer used in it's an old phrase used whenever you got like you could order computer parts um, you wouldn't get the ones in the in in the big colors on the box you know with the 
you know, you just go to a retailer like Walmart or somebody and pick up electronics. This was something they just shipped. Like, I want a hard drive from you. They send you a hard drive in a cardboard box, OEM. Right. Um, right. And that, that's how this came. But it had all the, all the right internal stuff. Now, um, it does have a lot of the same comics that came in my box with a couple of differences. There are a couple of comics that I, I had differently. But... That's awesome. Uh, most of them. So it are means the there exact, were variants. Yeah, most of them are the exact same ones, and I was I was so happy to get this. It was amazing, um, and I will be doing kind of a photo spread about uh, and document what what was in the box and and what I'm talking about about the differences. Um, I did get a couple other things uh, as I I text you uh, on Friday. I think that I'd went to. Our, my local my local honey hole the 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 flea market guy um they had some i thought of you 90s comics i got another spawn number one for like a dollar <laughs> and then a bunch of like <laughs> nice like four or five image comics that were like either zero promo comics or like a wizard one half was in that um, oh yeah, I, I got and, all those. Yeah, and I'll ha- I'll have to let you see them because uh, I-, I just thought it was you know three or four bucks. That's fine. I- I'll get those. Um, and, but then me and my wife went to Cersei the other day, and we stopped by this flea market. I've I've meant to stop by, I just never thought to. And this uh, they had like four or five boxes of comics that were all marked two dollars. Well, I got a Spider Man two eighty nine. Ned Leeds revealed as the Hobgoblin for two dollars, which is like a that great is awesome. book. And he had they yeah. had a bunch of other good books. I picked up uh, you know, ten ten or twelve dollars worth of books, some good Bob Layton Iron Man, uh, one of which I'd already had, but uh, you know, it's a good enough issue that I'd take get another one, not a problem for two dollars. And uh, just some other random stuff. I loved it. I'm 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 hot this week. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. You you definitely got the hot hand this week. That is so cool. I'm excited to see all the all the stuff you actually got. Now, uh, let's see. We move on to have you seen it this week? And I got a movie review for you. Uh, it's relatively new. I don't know how many people have seen it, but Netflix did an original movie called Little evil and it has evangeline lily and adam scott in it uh evangeline lily all you know everybody knows from lost and uh ant-man she will be the wasp and then you got adam scott from Step Brothers and parks and rec now the premise of this story is uh adam scott's a stepdad to this little boy evangeline lily's son and Turns out he's the Antichrist. Yay! But this, while it does sound very Omen esque, <laughs> uh, being being the cast that it is, it, it it's a comedy, and it is no. so good. It is so good, my friend. It is so good. You will laugh so hard. I. The casting that they did, the characters that they did, I, I can't give it away because I want you to watch it, but the alignment, you know, how every, every you know, movie like this, you got a, you know, a group of friends that support you and your buddies and your pals. Those people in this movie are flat out hilarious. There, there's a There's a group that gathers together to talk about, you know, being stepdads and how tough it is and all this. And they all have their own stories about how horrible it is. And, you know, Adam Scott's like, my, my stepson's the Antichrist. And he's like, oh, yeah, dude, my, my son did this the other day. He's the Antichrist, too, you know. And it, it's got so many good jokes. The, the little boy in the movie is just flat-out hilarious. He does a great job. Uh, in his role, and I want to see more of this. I want to see them continue this on in in a series, perhaps, or or maybe another movie. I don't know. It it it, it left it to where you know I would like to watch the hijinks and the hilariosity that that can occur in this situation, 
and see what happens. Great movie. Check it out. You you won't be disappointed, and uh, I hope you'll enjoy it as much as I do. I have seen I have seen it up on the Netflix, and I haven't watched it. But uh, check it out, dude. I, I may have to check it out. Um, I did want to talk about a specific show, but more of a kind of show. Um, in in talking earlier, I, I was reminded of there was a ripoff show on Fox that ripped off Ferris Bueller called. Uh, Parker Lewis can't lose. Oh yeah. And there, there was, I don't know if I've ever spoke to the nineties and Fox television because nineties Fox. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, what came out of that was, you know, married with children, uh, uh, in living color. Um, you know, uh, this show that wasn't that kind of caliber, but I mean, uh, it was, it was a pretty good show. I enjoyed watching it. Um, but that time in, in, in TV was just so loved it. And yeah, what, what, was there anything that you loved in particular on Fox when it was just burgeoning? Well, obviously married with children was the top dog of them all. I, I think in my opinion, the, the fact that, you know, People still to this day, if you're trolling on Facebook in the comment section, you still tell the story of how Al Bundy caught four touchdowns in a single game and won, you know. It, Married with Children brought about that. It made it okay to have crude humor again, you know. Um, oh, well, let's not forget the Simpsons. For the longest Dear you, God. Right, right. And once again, you're getting to the crude humor. Fox was the first ones that in my time was, you know, where people would be like, and, and we're not going to watch this because, you know, we got to turn that off because that talks dirty jokes and stuff like that. Fox was the first one to actually do that openly. And, you know, uh, I think if you look at the big three, every now and then you might have an episode slip in where you're like, ha look what we got away with. We did this. Fox in the 90s was the first one to be like, well, you want some crude, funny humor? Uh, week in, week out over here. And it took off. It was great. You know, uh, In Living Color tackled things where Saturday Night Live couldn't. And in Living Color brought about so much awesomeness, so many great comedians, so much great stand-up acts, so many musical acts were brought to light by the public through that show that how could you not consider, you know, In Living Color one of the greatest shows that Fox ever brought about? Mm-hmm. It was just so good. And the Tracy Ullman show, which um, Simpsons came from, uh, was great, you know, is still talked about in comedy circles, how, you know, that and uh, uh, the Gary Shandling show, you know, uh, were just amazing during that time. Um, I'm looking up some of the history, a show called Werewolf. I barely remember watching that. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Arsenio Hall's uh, 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 show was on there, and I loved that oh, yeah. show. I talked about that oh, yeah. last week, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Arsenio was definitely incredible. Ooh, 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 ooh. You gotta, you know, uh, I loved it. Please, please don't adjust your television sets. That <laughs> that was absolutely, oh my gosh, uh, Arsenio's show was great, and I just don't think people yeah. got it. Uh, I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Uh, well, dude, yeah. does, does that wrap us up for now? the week? Oh, does I think that wrap so. us up? Yeah. I mean, right. other than they changed the landscape of some of our uh, favorite uh, NFL stuff, you know, Fox being thrown into the mix there. Yeah, they, you know, uh, pulling college games and pulling, you know, they, they, when they stepped up and started taking stuff away from the big three, yeah, I you, knew that. that's when, you knew that's when they were a force to be reckoned with. Yeah, that, that because, was actually you know, on the, the news and everything whenever they started doing that. Oh, yeah. Oh, I remember this. You know what? The NFL is going to Fox. This this show, th- this TV station that doesn't produce. You know, a lot of people were upset, and but 
it held strong and now Fox is one of the best and it is expanded and brought us, you know, FX, which is just incredible. The shows that are on there. Uh, I I love Fox television definitely brings about uh, a whole bunch of good shows to light that we did not have before because I think it tackled boundaries that the big three were afraid, afraid to tackle. Yeah. uh, By the way, we have, no deal with Fox, by the way. We're just saying. No, but but if there is one ever, uh, I would <laughs> gladly accept it. Yeah, we'll take it. Yeah, yeah let's yeah, do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, dude. Uh, in wrapping up this week, let me mention that my good friend, uh, my neighbor and good friend, Eric Bergren, uh, he does some artwork on the side, and he does some really cool stuff. If you notice, this, our logo for October has become a ghost and a ghost wearing a chain and headphones and not so Southern gentleman. He seriously threw that together in like minutes because I said, Hey, can you do this? Oh, sure. Let me take down. If, uh, if you'll go check out E Bergren, that's E B E R G R E N dot threadless dot com. Uh, there you'll be able to see my friend Eric's uh, artwork. All this stuff can be made into T-shirts. All this can be made into, I think, whatever you choose to be. I don't know if they just do T-shirts or stuff. I, But but I'm really excited about this because logos and stuff are, are something that I, I'm not an artistic person. I, I just... T-shirts, art prints, uh, stretch canvases, rugs... Yeah. Curtains. Yeah. Yeah. You can do everything. Yeah. And, and the cool part is he's talked about doing uh, one for us for each, you know, seasonal, you know, so maybe we can have one. We'll go back to our normal logo come November and then towards Thanksgiving, maybe he can make us one. Oh, uh, he's got Thanksgiving. a Cthulhu Arkansas logo. I yeah, that do you one. like that one. Yeah. Yeah. He's got some really, really good stuff. Come on. I'm now. telling you. You, do you want the Cthulhu one made into uh, our I, logo? No, I mean I want the shirt. <laughs> okay, then we'll order the shirt, dude. You'll be out. You'll be helping my friend out. He is awesome guy, and y'all should definitely check out ebergren.threadless.com. Go there, check out all of his stuff. Uh, I think he probably has an email set up. He said either this week or coming forward he'll have one i'll be sure and mention it on the podcast when he gets it set up if you want any artwork you know done i'm sure he'd be glad to throw you something together for you know if you needed a logo or for anything that you might have so go check that out and i appreciate that because it is just incredible i love the little arkansas ghost with not so southern gentleman as a gold chain i mean it looks friggin' awesome for social media, on Twitter, you can find me at Maynard98. Uh, on Instagram, you can find me at Maynard98 there as well. I'm doing pretty good about trying to uh, get some stuff out there on Instagram. You can find both of us on not, on Twitter at NotSoSouthernGs. You can find me at Ricky Westbrook on Twitter. You can search Not So Southern Gentleman on Facebook. Uh, you can always hit us up on Facebook Messenger, Twitter, whatever. Come at us. You don't like what we said. You love what we said. Tell us anyway. I don't care. I want to hear it. For Not So Southern Gentlemen, I'm Sean. And I'm Ricky. Y'all have a good one.